0: I'm Lauren and I'm Annie. Welcome, welcome to, to Burf, Burf. Barf. <sniffs> Hi, guys! You guys should all know that uh, I missed it on the first go round.
1: <laughs> we had to redo it because she didn't jump in with the old "Welcome to Burf," which is odd. <laughs> and there's a specific reason that it's odd because we've been doing this show <gasps> oh for five years today, guys. guys. Today is the five year Burf anniversary. Good luck saying that out loud. Birth a birth of a birth <laughs> of What started as uh, us talking into an iPhone in my parents' basement in <laughs> Gahanna <laughs> has now uh, evolved into the beautiful and still slightly janky thing that you see and listen to now. It's kind of amazing to think
0: about what's happened over the course of five years. Arbor was five years old when we started this podcast. Oh my gosh, you had been married for. One year. One year. And since then, like, uh, children have grown. Mm -hmm. We've competed in three uh, national adventure race championships. Mm -hmm. I've gotten a divorce. You've moved houses twice. Mm -hmm. Like, I I can't even Mm -hmm. go through how many bikes have been purchased in that time and how many miles miles I've run. you have changed jobs,
1: changed houses. We are such different people. And in some ways and in many ways exactly the same. <laughs> we're all we're also coming into 2023 which will be our 10 year friendiversary and Annie's 40th birthday. So it- See you in 2024,
0: <laughs> assholes. Ask us if we're
1: okay next year. <laughs> we will not. I'm going to be wearing a diaper for the entire year. <laughs> I'm be wearing just, a helmet. Just in case. And a padded suit. <laughs> Helmets, a- diapers. <laughs> Flame retardant suits. <laughs> and avalanche suits, the
0: kinds that when you like knock over, they just like inflate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like gentle. airbags, yeah. body airbags. Yeah. Just general safety precautions. Yeah, we're not going to be okay. Okay, I want to keep talking about this, but Patreons. Top Absolutely. Of the episode. Let's talk
1: Ooh, about Patreons.
0: Patreons.
1: Somehow you guys still like us. Thank you so much. We actually have three whole new Patreons to announce to you today. Uh, Jennifer Fuqua, thank you for joining the Burf Barfosphere. Fuck yeah, Fuqua. Woohoo. <laughs> uh, Joni Huff. I think that's how you say H-O-U-G-H. U G H. Let's hope go so. Joni
0: Huff. Hi Joni. Hi
1: Joni, welcome. So glad to have you. And lastly, uh Nikki Schuler. Guys, I cannot believe you are all joining us. I hope that you when you hear your name on your Saturday long slow run that you do a little kick of the heels and a little twirl around and everyone around you wonders what the hell you're doing. And you'll be like,
0: "I know him." <laughs>
1: <laughs> they that, know me. That's how I feel anytime I hear my name
0: referenced anywhere, even when it's a registration list. <laughs> 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 so, thanks, new Patreons. Uh, you guys really um, keep us doing the stuff that we love so that we can talk about it. Um, I know that's what we encourage to sign up for Patreon if you want to hear more about us doing dope shit. And y'all keep us, you guys help us get there. So, you do.
1: Thank you. Last Center Administrative Duties is a small um, but hearty uh, commercial for Pike Lake Ultramarathon happening on october 22nd 2022 this is a 10-hour race sponsored by our friend samuel hartman Uh, he also hosts the alley trail marathon that comes up in november so two big races on the calendar Um, if you're into uh, vert because vert is not real if you're into getting yourself a good challenge and um, screaming at some climbs these courses are for you They really will push you to your limits, and there are multiple distances available to you. This upcoming one has a 10K and a 50K. Great swag, free food, and camping nearby. There are still campsites available. Also, good news. The more hills there are, the more walking you can do, which is my favorite part about running. Same. (laughs) Well, we really got to wrap up the administrative duties because what we need to talk about is a beefy boy. You guys. The 2022... USARA Adventure Race National Championships this year were held in Bishop, California. What you w- sound like you're broadcasting for ESPN 8, <laughs> <A-T-O-T-O>. The <laughs> Maybe we didn't know that the race starts at Mammoth Lakes. So maybe we should have figured that out because we kept telling people, like, we're going to Bishop. And people are like, yeah, we've never heard of that in our lives. And we should have just been saying Mammoth. Yeah, we're Mammoth. we in Mammoth. So... Turns out Mammoth is, like, a cool, very posh little ski town that's a lot like maybe Aspen or Vail. Uh, Completely can't even afford to get a cup of coffee there, but if you can get your body to that physical location, it is goddamn beautiful.
0: I don't even know, like... Let's start with the gondola. Yeah.
1: So we had to stage our bikes at the top of Mammoth Mountain um, on the night before the race itself. Which was great for a lot of reasons. So, one, you don't get
0: to, like take pictures and absorb the scenery as much during the race. So it was really cool to take the gondola up to the top top of Mount Mammoth with our bikes and be able to take pictures. Mammoth Mountain.
1: What did I say? Mount Mammoth. Mount Mammoth. It's not a thing.
0: It is Mount. It said Mount Mammoth.
1: Does it? I thought it was Mammoth Mountain.
0: Mammoth. Mount Mammoth Mountain.
1: (laughs) When you're friends for 10 years, you like to nitpick people. (laughs) Yeah, you suck, too. I know. (laughs) So
0: uh, yeah, it was nice to be up there, be able to look around and enjoy being on the top of Mount Mammoth Mountain
1: uh, before the race started, because I I didn't look around when we got up there later. Oh, I kind of took it in a little bit. Uh, we had to take like a 20 minute gondola ride that goes through three sets of peaks to get to the tippity-toppedest, which is about 11,000 feet. And it's about the capacity of Lauren's Fear of Heights. Yeah, I didn't. I don't do well with gondola rides. The drop is fucking astronomically large, and it it makes me poop in my pants a little bit, or but a lot, the, or a lot. But that's okay because it doesn't kill me. And I can learn to face my fears. So we stayed. Also our... we
0: got to see somebody, uh somebody's butt via a mooning while on the gondola. We're not gonna say who,
1: but it really added to the trip. It really did. That also just quelled my fears just a little bit. So we staged our bikes. It was good and windy, maybe like fifty nine degrees with a strong wind at the top, but three sixty views from the top of this ski mountain. Just incredible, beautiful, crumbly scree mountains in every single direction. No snow, but really like a majestic view. So it was cool to be able to see that and take pictures because, like Annie says, we don't get to take cameras. Well, you can take a camera, but you can't take phones, so we don't usually bother with that because we're busy racing.
0: Busy <laughs> uh, we It was also a good indication of the weather to come. Mm. So... Uh, we're going to be releasing this along with the episode that was prior to Nationals, where you're going to hear a lot of anxiety in my voice. There was a lot of like intention and thought that this race was going to involve a lot of A, heat, mm-hmm. and B, hills, mm-hmm. and or climbing specifically. Mm-hmm. And to be at the top of the mountain and be like, oh, it's brisk up here, was kind of like, oh, this race might not be hot as balls
1: Turns out it was only hot for like the last 45 minutes of the race. At most. Also, if you are interested in going to our Strava profiles, you'll notice that this was an almost entirely downhill race. I just can't get over it. I just have never been to a race course where the race director had the intention of the racers having fun. Yeah, it's weird. I've done a lot of... uh, Lazarus Lakes races and I feel like I've only done races that are intended to break your soul and body so the fact that we were constantly looking at each other in this race and being like this is fucking dope it's just a new experience for us yeah this race did not break me
0: So let's go to race morning. Let's go to race so morning. We staged, we staged our bikes. Also, this this year's Burf Barf Racing team, as it was last year, was Lauren Craft, Annie Hartley, and Laura Comtoys. And we had, like, an auxiliary fourth that counts count doesn't count, and that is our dear Amanda Bullseye Bulleye, who ended up racing with Bend Racing with a week's notice. Bend Racing, spoiler alert, went on to win second.
1: Yeah. <laughs> wow. overall in the premier division and
0: amanda fucking crushed it so i i feel it was a team of three i feel very
1: strongly that we raced as a team of four just not all together that's right i do i mean and we did get to run into her at some point but we'll get to that
0: yeah so race morning we got bust out to the start because another juicy juicy delight of this race course was that it was point to point yeah and as uh, our ultra friends out there will know already, like, the difference between, like, a looped course and a point-to-point is significant. Like, being able to say we started, you know, X number of miles away and ended place different is, yeah. is really satisfying. And it, it doesn't is. feel like, oh,
1: we're all just in a contest to see how many times we can slam our head through the drywall. Exactly. I am not uh, experienced in a race of this style, which the race director definitely characterized as an expedition-style race. And now that I know that it exists, I feel even more excited about the potential for expedition racing in the future, because it really is kind of a different animal than we're used to. Um, they, I would just like to say thank you to all the race volunteers and everybody who worked on this race, because... They moved our bikes in U-hauls and all of our gear to the transition areas as we move forward through the course, and everything that we needed was there. The transition areas were very well organized. They were fun to be in, really high energy. Just you'd see some lady at eight o'clock in the morning, and then see her again at two o'clock in the morning, and she's the next still day smiling. She's still like, welcome, good job. And you're I know. just like, there was like How? a total
0: of ten volunteers that put
1: on this whole thing. It was amazing. It was astonishing. So. We start at the bay – well, maybe not the base. We start 2,000 feet down from the peak of – Mount Mammoth Mountain. Mount Mammoth Mountain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the prologue was pretty cut and dry. We did a short uh, – I'll say sprint for some, shuffle for others, mm-hmm. brisk walk for yet another group, uh, over to some volunteers that gave us the bike, uh, the bike trail map for what would be the next stage of the race. Um, we've been told beforehand that this race wouldn't be very nav heavy and that it would really be about getting ourselves from point A, the start line to point B, um, the finish line and that it wouldn't be very heavy on orienteering style navigation. So like to start with, I mean, it was really just go up until you can't go up anymore. Mm -hmm. So we went up the mountain it was about a 22 2400 foot climb to start um this would also be if i'm not mistaken our highest Mm -hmm. altitude exposure Mm -hmm. which was another kind of like iffy risk factor for our team so one was heat for me in particular and the other was altitude in particular for you and maybe even for laura because i don't think laura was sure what altitude racing at altitude would be like and i'm i'm like 60 40 on when it affects me and when it doesn't so yeah
1: i was really worried and I was sucking air, but I brought my inhaler. And actually, as soon as I used my inhaler, I had to stay pretty slow, but I, I really wasn't feeling sick and overwhelmed the way I have been in the past for things like Trans Rockies or Hut Run Hut. I, I was I was totally fine. I just needed to keep it slow and low. And we ended up yo-yoing with some of our favorite teams, which is yeah. really cool.
0: Yeah. We were around one of the Team Onyx teams. So um, Johnny keeping it keeping Keeping it it real real (laughs) (laughs) was a lot of conversation about poop you're our people you understand us yeah (laughs) i just really like yucky people i love
1: yucky people
0: um and we uh were around um team fragile flowers there was um for context for the rest of this conversation there was four teams in the all women division there's i have a lot of mixed feelings about this part of me is like I'm disappointed that there was only four all-women's teams. I want that to be, a, a like, a larger division. I know it was more difficult with being on the West Coast. Also, the four teams that were there were all fucking fantastic. Yeah, So
1: all experienced adventure
0: racers. Yeah, so Rootstock's um, uh, female members all got to race together as an all-female team for the very first time. Uh, Fragile Flowers, if I'm not mistaken, won national last year. Fragile Flowers? No. Who won last year? The wilderness wenches. Oh, that's right. God damn it, I feel bad about that. And uh us and
1: Lost um, Arrow. Lost Arrow, which it was just a team of ballers. Jeez. Yeah. So the women's the women's field was exceptionally small. Small and mighty. Yeah, it really was. Um so we were around Team Fragile Flowers, Lost
0: Arrows, passed us at this point, never to be seen. Never, <laughs> never, not once. We, we never saw them again never, after
1: that. Not once. Um,
0: And we... So we summited. Yeah, we summited we, as we got to see people starting the downhill bike section of the course, which was
1: fun and I sketch. had a, a brief moment of stomach drop at the top. When we summited and went to head for our bikes, I saw people sort of descending down this steep hill into the downhill mountain bike sections and they were struggling to keep their back wheels on the ground because it was so steep and so scree kind of crumbly
0: they also happened to be doing so the the way the the way the optional points were referenced in this race were pro points and so there was there was like a core course. And then there were additional pro points that were only worth 10 points a piece versus the 50 points available for kind of like the core course points. And so what we saw as we were climbing up was people descending to get the pro points Mm -hmm. and
1: they were on sketchier trail than we would end up descending on. Yeah. However, that should not take away from I mean, it wasn't technical, our descents, but it was just beefy. Like, I can't, I've not done big uh, switchback, bossy downhill trails like this other than in New Zealand. Like, I've never seen anything like it in my life.
0: It was so.
1: It was amazing. So, it's like 52 degrees. Pretty high winds, perfectly bluebird sky, and the three of us just fucking shredded downhill. Like If ever we were going to make up time, and we did quite a bit in this race, it was on the descents because we have a pretty fearless descending team that you can actually see a good bit of our riding and the highlights video on the usara media page which was really dope and we'll
0: be reposting all of our media links um through the usara website via our social media so that you have some visuals to go along with this narration
1: yeah because it's it's a pretty uh pretty epic views in the first scene there it
0: was very fun this year with um a new sponsorship um deal or a relationship between toyota gear junkie and usara it allowed for really baller media coverage this year at nationals which i know was really fun for spectators and it was really cool for us to have more mementos and kind of like Mm -hmm. captures of the experience of the race it makes me think about like uh, I just really think it's the future of the sport is reliant on people being able to participate remotely mm-hmm. better and mm-hmm. like drone footage. People like in canyons, on, running, running like,
1: on foot backwards in a in a canyon in the middle of the night in a bushwhack situation. Yeah, so the
0: coverage this year was really cool. So yeah, there's video of us descending uh, down Mount Mammoth Mountain, um, and uh, it was. It was
1: so fun. Um, yeah. We were hooting and hollering. We were very stoked.
0: As a team, kind of like function or note. So we've learned over the last few races that, so for, I'm the weakest uh, cyclist on the team. Um, I, I Or uh, I'm the slowest when climbing. There you go. That's more specific. That's I'm the what... slowest when climbing. Because you're definitely not the slowest descender. No, I'm not. So slowest climbing and in past races uh, it is it's too stressful for me to try and nav and be the least skilled least experienced I'm the least experienced cyclist on the team Mm -hmm. yes it's been too much for me to nav and do bike stuff. It ends up just like compounding into like... An
1: emotional breakdown. It, it does. Yeah. It really does. Like yeah. it just
0: maxes me out. It's not fun for me. It's really stressful. It makes me really nervous. So we have concluded that uh, Laura Comtoy doing navigation while we're on bike sections is a really good fit because she is really, really strong. She can devote the mental energy to doing navigation and I can focus on just doing the cycling piece, which is really, really helpful and makes things a lot more fun for me. So um, we'll talk more about like navigating on the bike later because I think it's an important thing to note. Mm. Um, so we were doing this downhill off the mountain.
1: Uh, Coming to treeline. Yeah. And we're in this beautiful, crisp, gorgeous pine forest. <sighs> there was quite a bit of navigating as soon as we hit the tree line
0: yeah it was one of the this and this was present in all of the race where there was a lot more trail than what was referenced on the map which seems like it would be more helpful but it's it's less you just have to no. be more um diligent on thinking about your distances between where you are intending to go and not mistaking a trail that's not on
1: the map as the one that you're looking yeah, for because there's like there's game trail snowmobile trail specific mountain bike trail hiking trail and they're not all on the same maps and i think we, we saw a lot of other teams struggle with this. There were also parameters of the rules of travel that said that you couldn't be on the roads, which I think a lot of people slipped up and panicked when they got to the base of these trails, and there was no really way out other than to hit the road. And I think a lot of folks ended up taking the penalty because they rode down there, and we did our best to stay. We did stay away from the road and just sort of, we attempted a bushwhack, but what we do always in the end is go back to the last known place. And then reassess your decision about which direction we should be headed on the trail. So we had a correction pretty early on there that didn't take that much time.
0: But yeah, that was the end of the Mammoth downhill bike section. And it was a little anticlimactic getting off the mountain being like, oh, shit, we got to go back up to go down a little bit. So I think that set the tone for the next next bike section. Um, So after we came down uh, Mammoth, we did
1: our first paddle section right i don't know i think we did oh so we did a lot of road riding before we got to the paddle section was that the fire road section yeah we actually did a really um we had a very strong strategy uh we ended up doing 1k poles in uh in rounds all the way to the first paddle section on pretty like crumbly sort of ranch land roads Uh, It wasn't miserable because it wasn't uphill. They were pretty flat. um, And we ended up staying with a lot of strong teams as a result of our ability to paceline, which we didn't see anyone else doing. We saw the pro teams like pulling, but we didn't, like with towing, but we didn't see anybody else pacelining. So we pacelined and kind of grounded out. I think all of our asses were already hurting in the second or Mm -hmm. the finish of the first bike section so i
0: think before we got to the flattish like ranch roads that's when we had the downhill fire road section right
1: that one blanked out on me. I know.
0: So it's funny. I had a theory that one of the reasons I'm able to remember parts of an adventure race so well and in, a, in like a chronological order is because I'm navigating. And I think because I wasn't navigating on the bike, some of the stuff is getting shuffled around for me. Mm. But we, so we had, in addition to the Mount Mammoth downhill section, we also had a section of just flying downhill on fire roads. And I wish I could have enjoyed it, but in our heads, we were like, there's no fucking oh, yes. way. You're right, and now there's I remember. There's no it. way but that right. we're supposed to be going downhill this much. It's going to suck really bad, and we have to turn around
1: and pedal right back up this. We've just been conditioned to believe that if you go down, you're going to go at least as much up. And it was just down, 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 yes, down. It was. And I, I, I like, was panicking, too. <laughs> I couldn't enjoy it. I was like, this is going to fucking blow.
0: I know. <laughs> I. It, it is wild, like, how much... That section could have been really fun, but I just kept thinking, like,
1: there's no way this is I right. Know. My there's nails no were grinding into my bike, and I was like, I am I will hate this when we have to turn around. And then we hit a CP, and it was like, holy shit. We were supposed to sad. go this far down. All right, so then we took the gravel roads, made it to the paddle section. The paddle section was a very weird put-in spot. It was in, like, a marshland and a basin that looked, like, a lot like Colorado, um, like, really snaking, winding pretty narrow rivers um with really tall grass and like campers and fishermen and people hanging out so we put in underneath a bridge we got some shaved ice which was tight oh
0: love the shaved ice Uh,
1: and then we put in under this bridge and there are there are barbed wire fences that go over the river to keep the cattle in specific areas from like passing into the next person's land uh, but we had to go under two of those to get started on the paddle section. And as we're getting in, there's some dudes chugging beer and fishing and just hanging out with their families, asking racers what we were doing. And, and you sn-
0: never know when you have a group of spectators that aren't part of a race. Like, you never know what kind of reactions Mm-mm. you're going to get. This one was the
1: best. It was. They were like, you're what? That's fucking crazy. How? All day? That's awesome. I want to do that. Look at you guys. That rules. Good for you. They just for kept you. saying good for you as we late. So we were in, um, what are they called? Open. Tandem. Uh, open, not, not open sit, tops. On top. Sit, on, sit on top. Sit on tops. Uh, Laura and I were in a tandem towing Annie in a single behind us, which is really hard to do with nonstop turns. Just nonstop turns. Like, as soon as you've turned right, you're going to turn left again. We really didn't get that right until the end of the last paddle. Yeah. But I think that the what we figured out is that Laura was trying to steer for us in the front, and eventually I told her just to paddle straight, and I would do the steering. And once we figured that out, it was really helpful. So I do wonder about boat placement strategy, because I think on other teams, they put their strongest paddler in the single and just paddled separate. Huh. I have no idea. Well, what we were intending on, and which we didn't end up really needing too much, was that we were going to tow Annie so that she could read the map. But there was really no navigation. I I know. And it was like, where are we going? It was like, we just go straight. We We just keep going. We go south for for like five, two miles in the river and like three across the lake. At least. So we got at least that. So we got to the lake and there was like really deep, funky, thick, Uh, like vegetation underwater, which is sticking in our paddles, and we were whipping each other with the vegetation. There's also, this is the area where there were algae blooms in the water, so we were fortunate enough to remember to fill up our water upstream before we got to the algae blooms. We got about a quarter of the way through the lake when a, a person involved in the race was in a pontoon boat, and we stopped paddling to listen to him talk, and he said... Uh, Hypothermia is a big concern. It's going to get cold and very dark very soon. If you, he was like,
0: You've got about two hours of paddle left, and you've got about an hour and a half of daylight left. And he said, As soon as you get around this rock face up here, the wind's really going to pick up. Mm -hmm. And so, we took that moment to go beach our boat and put on jackets. And like when he said the wind was going to pick up, I
1: envisioned like trying to paddle upstream. Um, I I was pretty tweaked about this because boating really scares me and i really really hated the idea that so we were bouncing off of coasts because we weren't really sure what the best method was to stay away from the wind turns out almost everybody went cut straight through the middle because the wind was just as strong on the sides what scared me was it's like a 0.7 mile swim to either side of the water so if i fall in the drink I was just really worried about hypothermia. Just yeah. terrified. Fucking terrified. You've got your fall in the water thing. I've got my uphill on a bike thing. Yep. I'm very, very scared of getting hypothermia. So we just grinded and grinded and grinded to get across this lake, which is like, it's so fooling because the visibility is so high that you see what looks like a little Greek town on the edge of the lake, yeah. but it's actually two and a half miles away. Yeah. We could see where we were going for hours. It was kind of horrible. My ass hurt so bad, and I was kind of relieved to hear that other teams, including Bend, were in so much pain that they ended up sitting on their own packs because yeah. I just can't put my bony ass on that yeah, your plastic. Butt's not, your butt's not for sitting. Mm-mm, it's not for sitting. It's for running. Something
0: that I want to point out that you may have forgotten is that the views from the lake were surrounded by mountains. And yeah. And we were watching the mountains as the sun set. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change the fact that this was a very hard section in the and the water. Like it. The and the last like 500 meters took
1: forever, it just didn't. The wind
0: was so weird, we were squirreling all over the place, like, um, and There's a little bit of, and I I have this from Shenandoah, like when we got off the paddle at Shenandoah around sunset time, Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. was freezing my ass off and then didn't have any dry clothes because my dry bag didn't work. So I have a little bit of like, fuck, I'm going to get off this paddle and I'm going to be freezing
1: my ass off. Same. The time that we got off the paddles at Shenandoah, there was the time I almost shot out of the porta potty naked. (laughs)
0: That was two rivers. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for remembering. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. I don't remember Shenandoah then. But we got off the paddle and we had a, a short-ish foot section before we were getting back on uh, our bikes. I was very proud of the three of us. The three of us because that could have been a really long transition. Mm-hmm. We did not change our wet socks and shoes because mm-hmm. we were like, it, this, this will next warm up. Section, We will warm up. This next section is not that long. Um, So we went from paddle to
1: foot pretty fast. We actually have a list of all the transition times, which we probably should have grabbed. But uh, I would say our strongest improvement from year to year this year was our exceptionally fast transition times. Other than map reading... like which is absolutely critical, obviously we uh, we really had some smooth transitions in and out of our target areas where we just grabbed food and didn't fuss with clothing, and I'm really glad that we didn't because really the prevailing wisdom, and for me it's right, is to let your shoes just drain. For I think for us we all have really tough feet. I know some other folks deal with trench foot and like have really soft feet that might get like macerated. No one on our team has ever had problems with that, so we also, just kept tell me-
0: cruising. Tell me something. This is. I think this is an assumption I have in my head that you are a clothes changer. I feel like you are a clothes changer by nature. I
1: used to be many years ago, more than okay. five years ago. I really enjoyed like a fresh shirt and fresh yeah. sports bra, and now I realize that the wisdom is like there's really no sense in taking any of my clothes off for an entire race.
0: Also, this is insane, but I feel insane. And this is like a this is a um, don't be scared if you hear this out there, but like a 24 or 30 hour race, it just you just don't need to mess with it that much. You
1: really don't unless unless like you changing, fear hypothermia. It's like changing your clothes in the middle of a 5k. You don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh, we've really leveled up when a 30-hour race doesn't require anything. Um the, yeah, for me if I'm not if I'm not in fear of getting hypothermic, then there's like we trotted quite a bit out yeah. of that transition area. Um I- I'm I'm really proud of you because the
0: next section was like chilly-ish and you did trust a lot in that we would warm up. I also
1: had socks and a shirt with me, so if I just got pissed yeah. about it, I'd fix it.
0: Yeah. So we headed out on the foot section to get back to our bikes. We tested um, out some we,
1: peeing strategies. We tested
0: out walking while peeing, which everyone needs to know that I can do. I just can't walk that fast. If we were you have screaming. More questions. We were screaming. I'll describe it in detail now. <laughs> you bend over at the waist. <laughs> You pull your shorts down to your knees. Yeah, spread your butt cheeks and shoot your pee backwards
1: as you walk forward. This requires an ability to power shoot that some women don't possess. I'm I'm very strong. I'm a dribbler, so this was not an option for me. I'm a sprayer. (laughs) You are a sprayer. Uh, Oh, I got a good deal of food and whoever gave me a cooked sweet potato at that transition area, I will bring flowers to your grave. (laughs) That's a weird thing to say. I'm sure they will be very grateful for
0: that. Let us know when you die.
1: What's wrong with my brain? <laughs> that's, no, that's very Catholic of you. <laughs> so Catholic. That's just something that's stuck in there. I'll
0: bring flowers to your grave. I really don't know where that comes from. Yeah. I'm sorry. So the sweet potato was good. Peeing while walking was funny. Um, we were kind of winding back and forth on a road before we needed to
1: go around a mountain, essentially, mm-hmm. to get to our bikes. Um, Ooh, we-, we ended up in some like pretty scratchy sage- areas we did some off trail here some pros and cons of the scratchy desert sage
0: pro oh my god the smell smell is fucking intoxicating
1: i can't get i finally found a face wash that smells like this and i cannot (laughs) get enough of it it transports me
0: lady stuff lady Um, stuff uh the con was you would see these scrubby little bushes and it would feel like that's a bush I'll kind of, like, walk through it Mm-mm. or ride my bike through it. No, no you it's immovable. To think, you needed to think of the bushes as Immovable, rocks, immovable as objects, yes. And several times I tested that theory and twice out of two times the bush one.
1: Yeah, Annie took a couple spills and also just shredded her fucking legs. I wore pants I should have pretty much pants. the whole time. I think I wore pants the whole time.
0: I'm always afraid of heat management mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. I started with knee high compression socks and then when I had to change out of that I really shredded my shins
1: to shit. This was the section where we were like sort of down near a body of water and like coming up and down to like circle around this mountain and I did I stumbled on some scree and went down and hit my coconut on a sharp rock.
0: Yeah. So we had to cross. So there was a section of the course where they were debating at one point having a swim and then they were going to have us do a Tyrolean tiverse instead. I'm glad we didn't swim. And they ended up just flagging a place for us to cross over the water that was kind of like downstream from the lake that we had paddled through. But it did it required scrambling down, Mm -hmm. crossing a small stream section and then scrambling back up. And as we were walking next to the river, there was boulders on the side and Lauren managed to trip on, trip on and hit your head with the same rock. I did. You like, so what made you fall and hit your head was stepped on my own foot. Yeah. And then you, it was, it was gross. Yeah. It was scary. I
1: know. Laura said she could hear the sound of my skull hitting the rock. I was really worried uh, that I might barf. It hurt so bad. It like really, it took the wind out of me. And I still, did you I, have any concussion symptoms. while No, we were in Vegas? no, okay. no, no, I did not. Um, I do still have like a tiny, I oh, I have a, I still have like a sharp bump on the back of my head, but there was no blood and I didn't have a concussion. So really just pain, no big deal. So we yeah. kept cruising, but it was like that little scramble section was not nothing. I mean, it was hands and feet that did not scare me for some reason. Usually, that stuff really gets under my skin. It did not bother me at all. All awesome. of the scrambling that we did on this race did not bother me at all. So I'm hoping that that is an improvement. Yeah.
0: So then we worked our way around this mountain, kind of being like up in the mountain and then down off the mountain, always more than fifty yards away from the road. It was just kind of like this section was kind of a pain. And like we, there was a team in front of us that ended up circling back. They had been there for a couple hours, which blows. And that shit happens. It does. And like. Um, look, hearing other people's race report post-race, there was definitely an easier way to go, which was to Shit. go really around, around the mountain. We oh. ended up kind of like working our way up the mountain. Then I was like, yeah. we shouldn't be going, we shouldn't be on this thing. Get de da- get down. Yeah. And, you know, Ashley Brown was just sharing about a race she had recently where she was like, I knew we weren't supposed to be going uphill. And I thought. And I said out loud, we shouldn't be going uphill, and I just had us keep going. And I felt the same way where it was like, I know we're not supposed to be on this mountain, but here, but here we, we go. are on this mountain. Yes.
1: <laughs> I also had a large misunderstanding about some of the rules of the race and thought that our, that. Thought our cutoff time for the TA was 9 p.m., But really, the cutoff was that if you wanted to continue on to obtain some of the pro points, you had to be in the next transition area by 9 p.m. And
0: we didn't plan on going for the pro points anyway, so it was really
1: an er irrelevant point. Well, I missed the fact that it was irrelevant because I kept thinking if we don't make it to the next TA by 9, we won't be able to continue. And I was watching the minutes tick by on my watch while following them, and I was like, no one's... No one's, Why no one's worried. Care? Why, no one Why worried? doesn't anyone care? Why doesn't anyone care? And she had said that, she had said this out loud
0: probably at least twice, and each time I had said, "We do not need to worry about the cutoff. We're not going for the pro points." And I'm so glad that Laura heard that, me say that. To none you. of that it just, that didn't make it bounced, sense to me. It just bounced. I was off like, you. "Well, I, I know we
1: won't do the pro points, but we still need to be in the transition area and time." Yep. Uh, and then when she said it the third time, she was like.
0: I could tell that you did not understand that we would get to keep going if we didn't get the 9 p.m. time. I was time.
1: silently so angry for that section because I was just like, <laughs> why does no one why care? Does anyone care? Can you imagine Laura and I
0: just being like, well, this we did the best, best we could do?
1: I was confused why no one was running.
0: Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we didn't need we to. We didn't buddy. need to. Yeah.
1: So we get to the next transition area, which was... This was
0: also... um, What team were we hanging out at this point? We weren't hanging out with Robbie and people. Mm. Oh! uh los locos pa- los
1: los locos padres yeah, yes the four loco poopers <laughs> the, we called the four loco poopers which they were not in you on. guys were not aware of so we just i don't uh, even know why you called them the four loco because we saw them pooping on the side of the road at some no, point. no i
0: think we were just i we ended up talking about alcohol and caffeine and four oh. loco and poop's funny and it just los locos padres
1: became four loco poopers <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. It's late night. It's relatively late night, nonsense. So we get to the next transition area, which I believe was right before the canyon. So this is when we were going from foot back to bike. and mm-hmm,
0: this is when we had the windy paved road section in the dark. Oh, so this section was also when we got our next, I remember this part. we got our next batch of maps. Oh, now I do. And that's always I, I've gotten a lot better at this, and actually, this is a good thing to like um, to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Is getting a getting a big batch of maps in the middle of a race can be a bit overwhelming if your brain's not working, if you're tired or whatever. And it felt really good to sit there, work out our course for the rest of the race, and it didn't feel. I don't think any of us felt nuts. We were like Mm-mm. being efficient. We were getting our stuff together to get back onto the bikes. We also got to see um, some other teams. We got to see uh, Rootstock Racing again. At that point, they had gone. They had gotten all of the pro bike points. So we ended up being together, despite the fact that we were already pretty gapped in points, and got
1: a hug with Abby Perkis, which just mm. <laughs> you're confusing two TAs because that was the next TA. Where that we hugged, was the canyon one? Yeah. Where we hugged Abby, we had finished the uphill bike and were about to walk into the canyon. When we were sitting, people were eating pizza near us. That's where you where you got the maps. Different TA. So we got maps at the
0: pre-canyon TA? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I, I believe you.
1: Yeah. Because that's where I was uh, looking at Team Onyx eating pizza thinking,
0: I want pizza too.
1: <laughs> so... <laughs> All right, so then we got back on the bikes. Yeah, and then uh, we, yeah. Yes, you're right. We went from on foot to on bikes. The only part about this story that doesn't make sense right now is that if we biked that section, no, what about all that weird night biking where we got lost? When was that? Same same situation. Right. Was it the same section? Yes, it, it yeah. was, because I'm thinking about the time oh, of day. wait. So the section where we did a lot of uphill biking and a lot of getting lost
0: was after the dope downhill section.
1: Yes. Yes. So we did a huge road descent. I should have had the maps in front of me. I know. We did a huge road descent. And then we did a long uphill into the wind climb. But I'm confused about me the part too. where we were off trail on mountain bikes at me night. Too. The moon was rising, so it had to be around 10 o'clock. Mm. Booger. Booger. We f- we futz this. Well,
0: okay. We know we were on the paddle as we were going into sunset. Mm -hmm. I know that the foot section was after the paddle. Yes, because it was close to nine. And then we would have just done a giant bike section before we went into the canyon.
1: Right. Okay. So the whole evening bike section, we had a huge road downhill, a huge road uphill in the wind. And then we also spent a tremendous amount of time on these bizarre, scruffy little kind of like... But also we had the dope next
0: to the river down
1: oh my god there's so many bike sections i'm forgetting that was all in one that was all one chunk wow that's a lot of different kinds of biking in one chunk so we had a road descent a road uh, ascent because the oh that happened uh, after the rock creek descent so we got
0: so we ended up so we cycled for a while we ended up at the tom's place ta that started the section where we were on these weird kind of like fire roads that interlaced a bunch over uh, in a field. We ended up loop making loops for
1: a long a probably, time. I'm gonna say an, an hour. hour, yes, maybe
0: an hour plus. Yes, and we just kept missing the turnoff for the small footpath that would take us to a place where we would um, descend a rock creek. We would descend. We would descend and do like a little scramble with our bike down and back up until we got to the trailhead for the Rock Creek. Uh, descent. Mountain bike descent. It it was such a dumb thing, and this happens all. It happens all oh, the yeah. time to miss the turnoff for yeah. a tiny because, like every all of the other trails in this section were fire roads, and what we were looking for was like a small footpath. And we ended up just waiting until another team Yo. came, and then just being like, "We need fresh eyes. Yeah, and we can't be in front. Don't let us do anything. Yeah, you so do
1: whatever you would do. We waited on a team called And Loving It, who ended up. And Pit. we do and love it. Yeah, we do and love it. They finally—they were like, "Yeah, it's here," and we had spent an hour looking for it. So we yo-yoed with them quite a bit. They're an extremely strong team of sixty-plus folks. Yeah, they were ballers. Yeah. Um. So when we finally got to the place where we could start this descent, it was a uh, very steep, very long. Rocky, scrambly descent with a lot of um, like fo- foliage over this, over the trail itself, large boulders in the middle of the trail, and then also like some fall off on the left side, some like rushing water. It was so juicy and delicious and technical and it hard, and we perfect. fucking ripped it. It
0: was perfect.
1: I have not. I can't believe the kind of riding that Annie did. Given that last year, when we did some very technical, that Annie just got off her bike and was like, "I fucking hate this. I don't want to." it. we're walking. And then this year, rode things that I I feel like are a nine out of ten technically challenging.
0: It's because when a race
1: doesn't have climbing on a bike, I'm a whole person. You're a hoss because what the the I mean, you had the right bike for the job. I did not have wide tires, nor did I have full suspension. So I was getting bounced clean out, and I don't have a dropper. I had the wrong bike for the job, but I still managed to have a 10 out of 10 amount of fun on this descent. I, I also was just following Annie's line, which I didn't think was gonna happen this early in her mountain biking career. She was just really whipping around makes boulders. Me feel so good. It it was like what she was willing to ride without even looking at it was mind-blowing. Like, we did multiple drops, at least 10 drops on that descent. It was so rowdy and fun. Like, I wish we had, like, drone footage of the three of us going down because I just felt like we are amazing. I mean, I would say that that riding is some of uh, – I'm most proud of that riding of all the riding I've done in several years.
0: And it was – I mean, it was so fun. But to your point, like, the parts were, like – There were tree branches and stuff over the trail. We we rode like we rode through bamboo of that
1: blind. We did, and and the fact that Laura was leading us totally blind, she was just screaming like rock bridge bush, and we weren't really stopping. We just were glad to know that it was there. And there were parts where like the boulders were so close that like your bike couldn't fit through it. Like you had had to to step on the rocks to paddle like paddle yourself through. it was dope that was one of my favorite parts of the entire race and it was
0: it was again these were not like short bursts of fun this was like miles and miles of technical
1: descent it was so fucking fun this was the most high percentage of actual enjoyment and fun i've had in a distance race ever in my life I've never thank, had this much thank fun. Thank the RD. Thank oh you, my, Shai. my god. I've never had this much fun in a race so consistently. So, oh,
0: so yes, yeah, so we had that section, and then we had, uh, then we had a, a huge a, downhill road descent, mm-hmm, and we had an ascent, or not even it wasn't even like climbing. It was just kind of like undulating up and down into the wind. No, it was a solid climb. It was not equal to the amount of downhill grade no 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 it was
1: like a couple miles yeah so once we finished that ascent we turned right and then we got to the next ta where we were dropping our bikes that's where we saw abby and her team they were they seemed highly energetic i ate a bowl of plain ramen which with no powder on it which was Just what the doctor ordered somehow is lukewarm, crunchy, plain ramen. I think I had three chocolate chip cookies. I couldn't eat the cookies, but I did have a good time chugging noodles. Um, We also did a fast, fast turnaround here um, and got back on foot to go to the canyon, which I was pretty worried about. But we all had no concept of what the canyon would look like. Mm -hmm. In my mind, when I hear canyon, I can only picture a slot canyon. Yeah, deserty. Deserty. This was not a desert.
0: This was... Also, just want to acknowledge, you are absolutely right, and I was absolutely wrong that that's when we saw
1: Rootstock Racing, because Abby was like, maybe we'll see you in the canyon. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we uh, descended down into the canyon through a winding, pretty steep... uh, Scramble. Scramble with a complete sheer face on one side. I was really trying hard not to look, because I'm terribly afraid of heights. Luckily, it was dark. We got down around this canyon descent, and then we got this really cool CP in this really groovy tunnel there were a bunch of teams down there that's when we saw our friend robbie and his team twice and we went through the tunnel and then descended these large boulders uh, through a bushwhack to get into the canyon itself which was between knee and waist deep rushing water rushing water and then
0: bands it just it's it's uh, I think it's comedic to think about now because it was like, okay, on the sides of the canyon and you had these giant boulders that you could scramble. And then at the very bottom, you had this rushing cold water with a bunch of slippery rocks in it. And in between these two things, you had impass, impassable vegetation. And guys, mm-hmm. when I, Annie Hartley, mm-hmm. a bull in a China shop, yeah. vegetation destroyer, green machine say the vegetation is impassable, I mean, there were parts that I could not move forward through and had to turn around. We literally laid our whole weight of all of our bodies into this bamboo-like... Somebody please tell me what the plan is. So I know that the higher band up was willow, the, like, scratchy, windy tree stuff, but what was the thing the in between bamboo. the willow and the water, which was, like, bamboo with more fringe, grass—it was on it.
1: impossible to move through. So we went um, into the water, out of the water. We went down, uh, down the canyon a ways, and that's where we ran into not only the media coverage but Team Bend Racing. Where well, we and saw... actually, so we
0: had started out, and oh, we I was going to have us move through the canyon, and then I had an epiphany, which I really wish I would have had earlier, but we can't—you know—hindsight can twenty twenty. We're moving through the canyon, having a really rough time. I'm I'm pretty okay to move in, like, water for quite a while, but, like, I'm always too hot. And, like, it was a high smash-your-coconut factor. There was just a lot of shit. And all of a sudden, I had an epiphany, like, wait, we're not going for any of the optional CPs in this canyon. Why the fuck are we trying to move through this canyon what the actual fuck
1: we need to get out of here. And we would have had, what, between 6 and 10K left to go through the water?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it would have been, like, probably another seven hours if we would
1: have stayed in the canyon. My legs were already so numb that I couldn't feel my footing on the mossy rocks, and I know Laura felt the same way. I know that she was less worried about it than me, but she was also definitely not having fun. Yeah,
0: and so we started to head back to just go right back up the descent we had— go up the descent we had just come down and as we turned around to eject from the canyon
1: we lost contact with the map
0: oh well no i was gonna say we saw ben racing and then we lost contact Oh, okay
1: yeah we saw amanda which was amazing we screamed in her face and there's footage of that which we will somehow obtain yep but that was lovely and exciting and then we went too far upstream to try to get back out of the canyon and then corrected and then hopped out of the canyon
0: and before we say we corrected i had a moment where i was like well, guys, uh, I don't know how the fuck to
1: get out of here. So there was a moment this was one of those moments in my racing history, and I've had them a few times, where I just think, I live here now. <laughs> I die- I live and die here now. We'll never figure out how to get through that brush and over those gigantic fucking boulders, I sleep here and die here.
0: Also, in my head,
1: because I
0: didn't intend for us to go back out the way we came in, my brain didn't file away anything. I don't yeah. need to remember what the tunnel yeah. looks like because we're not going back there. So trying we didn't, to look at it no. coming back. But there was a lot of good things that happened in this moment. One, I did not feel, like, hopeless as a navigator. Like, oftentimes when a, something like this happens, I feel a lot of, like, self-responsibility. And I'm like, shit, like, what are we going to do? Like, it just feels really bad. And I felt very much like I was just like, well, oh, I, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. So... We need to figure out how to do this. And like, we all wor- worked really well as a team to like remember where we had to come in, like to think about what we were looking for. And I just, you know, I just had to resign myself to the fact that like I couldn't
1: do any, I, I yeah. couldn't do it. That's okay. Yeah. This is also the moment that my stomach flipped from eating 14 tacos in a parking lot the day before. And my stomach went, fire sale. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't just skip to getting so out of the canyon. We are in the densest brush. Please So dense, are just going to go for oh, it. Oh, I'm going to go for yes! it. Yes! The densest brush possible where, like, if you look down, there is, like, Right around knee or butt height, there's just webbing of the... The ground's not there. The That's gr- just no- where the plants become the plants dense enough to step on. The plants are so dense that you can walk on top of them and they're about knee to butt height.
0: This is also this, this the moment where I was trying so hard to push through vegetation that I, you guys got to get a peek into my self-talk.
1: Oh, yeah. Annie was like, you got this, Annie. You got this, Annie. Come on, Annie. You can do Come this. on, Annie. Come on. Come on, Annie. You can do this, but on. afterwards they were like...
0: You, you kind of scared us I was like You guys That's in my head Like 89% of the time We were a little bit scared Like mom's not okay
1: <laughs> Well So before we Tried to Bull through The rest of it I was just like Oh my god My guts are so upset <laughs> With Annie and Laura, literally, like, if you... Touching elbows. We were touching each other's arms, essentially, because there's no direction to move in. We are literally trapped in 360 by, like, where the wild things are level brush. Like, no movable way in any direction. And I just thought, I have to poop here. (laughs) (laughs) So I... Barely I didn't even bend my knees really. I we just... don't have many thresholds left and
0: this was like one of the last this thresholds is the last one. to to poop next to your friend while touching them essentially. I pooped and the poop did not fall through the vegetation. It
1: stayed like four feet off
0: the ground. This was definitely not
1: no like, leave no tra- trace principle no, compliant. I know it's it was not. an emergency. It's not, and I'm sorry, but I was gonna poop poop poopty pants. Yeah. So
0: I mean rinsing her poopy pants out in the river wouldn't have been good. No, either. there was gonna be poop. Anyway, you sliced it. <laughs> <I laughs>
1: Ooh we, we accidentally may have sliced it on the way out. But like they're like, "Lauren, I can taste your poop in my mouth." It was so close. It was or, we might amazing. have amazing. Lo- we might
0: have lost some people on this one. So, no, if they've come this far, if you've come this uh, far, so sorry. make it to the end with us.
1: Push through. Okay, so we walked away from the bird's nest of poop that I like
0: this because I kind
1: oh, oh it'll not go away for me. Uh, we managed to finally find the trail up out of the canyon. <laughs> We, it, it's funny because on the way down, it felt like centuries to get down there. Yeah. And on the way we up, were, it felt like it took like six minutes to get out. I don't was know how.
0: insane. Like, uh, we were all gearing up for like, okay, and then we're just going to grind away at this climb forever. Oh, we're gro- oh, no. It's done. Oh, hey. Yeah, it felt like
1: six minutes to get out of there. Oh,
0: and then had a really uh, a nice really time nice with volunteer.
1: the volunteer at the TA. Uh, I think he was just there. It was a kind parking lot. of like lot. a safety person. But yes, he was providing mutual aid, not Exclusive to us, Not including to hand us.
0: warmers which my two cold
1: little wet babies really needed. And put directly, in their into, our, <laughs> put directly into our underpants. <laughs> when you've been standing in a yeah. like a fifty degree rushing river, you're Pussy is cold. Which
0: I had never... I don't know that my pussy's ever been cold.
1: Oh, like, ours were, like, painfully cold. I guess I'm not trying hard enough. We shoved hand warmers into our pussies after pooping in a bird's nest and headed up out of the road. So thanks, volunteer, (laughs) for keeping our poopy pussies warm. (laughs)
0: My <laughs> so yeah, so then we took this, we took the road uh, that essentially ran parallel with the canyon to get the
1: um, point at the other end of the canyon, which was the right move. Actually, turns out that was much longer than it looked like on a map. And oh, I think I
0: knew it was going to be long, but it doesn't matter because the canyon
1: would have taken us forever. Of course, but yeah. other people's teams—I forget who I was talking to on another team—but they were like, I looked at that map. Oh, it was Robbie, and he was like, it just looked like couple hundred meters and I was like I looked at the map and thought the same thing and he's like what did we look at incorrectly there <laughs> so, yeah it was a,
0: it was a it was a couple miles
1: it was several miles down to the base of this road this is my my stomach flipped for a good this hour was a very to two hours this was a very poopy section but at, at the same time like I don't think you were sad about it oh no I just I thought it was gonna be the rest of the race but we somehow tied that off at the base of the of the descent.
0: I feel like we were pretty silly at this point too. Mm-hmm, like very silly. and we were looking at the stars a lot because mm-hmm. the stars were beautiful. Um also this was a section of road that we had biked uphill and into the wind. So mm-hmm. we got to shuffle slightly downhill with a tailwind, which was much
1: more pleasant. Yes. Um so hit the bottom, got the C P and then headed down on another gravel road towards the next transition area where we then, matched up with two other teams, including our friend Robbie's team.
0: Yes, which was Oh, previously like the bearded dudes, but they were racing as, oh, Robbie, I'm so sorry. No, it won't come to me. It will later. So the next section was actually a like a giant gravel road that was running next to the same river at the Ibex. bottom of the canyon. Yes. Ibex. Okay. It's in there. Team Ibex. This road was so cool, albeit very long, but we were running like next to a wide river that uh, was used for electricity generation at one end. Um, I don't even know what this road was for. It must have been like a service road or something. service road for, yeah, an Um, industrial road. But it was... It was beautiful. There were and this hawks is, and loons. And this is when the sun was coming up. And the fact that we were around other teams and we were on a pl- section that we just needed to keep moving our bodies. It was really quite lovely. It was.
1: And for the amount of on-foot trekking we did where I'm not really used to heel towing because I'm, I'm a tow runner. I really didn't fuck up my feet or ankles somehow. Yeah. So thank you to Hoka. For the newest version of the speed goat that somehow didn't fuck up my plantar fasciitis or my soleus, so yeah
0: toot. toot. Yeah, got this, done. And yeah. this section was really fun because we were we got to like debrief about the race while on mm-hmm. the race, mm-hmm. like talking it was to nice. the other teams while still like I have to say those were six other people that walk as fast as I do, and I do not say that lightly.
1: Oh yeah, it was really hard for me to keep up there. I was trying to eat some Sour Patch Kids. I was feeling pretty sleepy. I think I boosted myself with some... Five hour energy at this spot. Was
0: that the end of your poopies? Because yeah. I feel like your, porter, your porter potty Done. visit at the checkpoint at the midpoint <laughs> of the canyon was the end, end of your...
1: your poopies. Yeah, this is our professional logistic <laughs> review of a national championship <laughs> and she just asked me if it was the end of my poopies. Well,
0: and I made a note after this, after the race, usually when your poop fire sale starts, it doesn't end nope. until
1: the race is over. Absolutely. So the fact
0: that it ended
1: that now, says something i'm the dummy who ate a bowl of beans a bowl of rice and not exaggerating 12 tacos over the course of eight hours the night before the race
0: she's not exaggerating i spent part of the night rubbing
1: her tummy <laughs> i i just when i'm nervous and bored i have to eat and that's what i did it was a bad choice
0: but what made the fire sale end i would like to you to think about this for a
1: future event no you there was, have to there ha- was nothing that i did differently Your fire sale has never ended during a race before. I know. Uh, Usually it's caffeine that makes it worse, and I took caffeine, and it didn't. So I don't know what it was. Okay. So finished that road section, got into the transition area. This is where there was a required five-minute media interview With the media team, which we love. Oh, Dave Gedney and Bill Donahue, you motherfuckers. I love you people so damn much. And I wish I could express how much I love you during a race, but I'm too busy racing. Yeah. So we got there, filled up our water, took a quick pee stop. Um, We chugged our whiskey shots. And sort of got ready for... Well, on camera, which, again, we'll have a link in the social media so you can watch us chug fireball. Yeah. I was in really good spirits. I think I really only had, like, two down moments. One in the canyon when I thought I would die there. And one when I thought, oh, God, I'm going to poop for the rest of my life. And then I was just back and raring to go. So very brief suffering in this race. So we
0: ended the section and well i don't think so we were in that ta where we did the media but we didn't pick up our bikes yes we did we did pick up our yeah bikes and then out.
1: we we rode bikes on the road very briefly and then we turned left into some kind of ish trail and then we rode it around in a circle essentially we, we yo-yoed a little bit with um uh abby's team here Oh yes mm-hmm. yes. And then okay. we got to a section where it looked like people were across this chasm in a fl- in like a flat basin land. So it was like a it was like a 10
0: like a 10 to 12 foot cliff and then in between that and then like a 10 12 foot cliff. I don't know how else to say cliff without it sounding
1: overly dramatic. It was not it was like a like a small fracture in the earth that you had no trail to get around.
0: Yeah, like a washout
1: or something. Yeah, it was
0: just like tall rock faces that were next to each other, but were not insane, but not nothing.
1: So we ended up hitting that spot with uh, roots with women's rootstock and saw that there was another women's team that had just crossed. And the only way that they got across was to jump into the slot and then pop their bikes out of it. So we decided, as these two teams, that we would help each other out to get our bikes across. This is where I skinned the entire front of my shin off oh, and really? still have a scar from. Oh, cool! <laughs> um, trying to get uh, the tiniest bikes in the world out of the little slot for <laughs> for rootstock. We launched their bikes up to the other side. I got on the other side and pulled up our team's bikes, which were. 35 pounds heavier my pounds like my bike's
0: like 50 pounds well
1: and we're all extremely tall women so our bikes are necessarily much bigger than theirs so we got to the other side and this is where we got a little bit tripped up with some navigation because it was just not clear the best route to get to this sort of like base of a mountain side note with being with rootstock i'm so proud of
0: the all-female teams that are within adventure racing not just at nationals and like Having this moment with, like, this, I mean, I'll say new all-female team because Richstock has never raced with just women before. It felt really, and, like, working together to get their bikes, it felt really fucking nice. It did. And just, like, yeah.
1: women. It did feel like that, yeah. Yeah, just want to call that before we move on. So, yeah. So we got to this part where the nav was it just a little bit tricky because there were at least three options to go either through, around, or up over this hill to get to the next Uh, sort of gravelly road section of like fire roads and ranch roads. We ended up just kind of bike-whacking around in the bushes for a while. We got a little bit confused and turned around. We ended up seeing, again, saw Bend Racing. They were towing on this section. They were towing in a three-tier tandem tow. And we saw that, I think that they went the low route, because there was a high route Mm -hmm. that you could go. So we sort of, we didn't follow them. We just took the same route uh, and went around the base of this little baby mountain. And then we got back out onto uh, basically just dusty, gravelly fire road. Dusty,
0: dusty gravel road. So
1: dusty. I was really, really glad to have covered my face for almost all of the biking in this race. It was a very dry, dusty race. So you did a good job, especially
0: being behind me on my bike because my bike, Fucking kicks up a lot of shit. So the fact that you were behind me so much and had glasses and buff up was really good. I didn't wear my glasses for a lot of the race and And my eyes eyes were were bloodshot. Bloodshot. And I was not the only one. There was a lot of
1: there was a lot of racers that ended the race with just red eyes. I just know that my lips completely split open if I have any kind of mountain exposure for more than like two hours at a time. So I was just covered in sunscreen covered with a buff. I was just doing everything I could to protect myself against the wind and the dust.
0: And we did really good with hydration management. I don't think we ever went through a spot where we were too dry or where we were carrying an excessive amount of water either. No. Um, And I think that was a benefit of it being an expedition style race like it was. Like It really was just think about what the next leg is and that's it. And carry as much as you need for the next leg and then you'll be back to your gear bins, which is cool. We did purify all of
1: our own water. Water was not provided at the TAs.
0: Yeah, which it's funny, and I'm glad you said that because I think in my head I shuffled away that at some point we got to fill our water at We did a not. station and
1: we didn't. So We had to filter our own water. Yeah. So, and people always get grossed out when I tell them I didn't use a Sawyer, that I used tablets. I'll tell you, I've used tablets in probably 10 adventure races now. I've never gotten sick and I have been very close to some contaminated water and still yeah. not gotten sick. Yeah. So so far so good. So far so good.
0: So yeah, we did the dusty road section. We were getting to the point of the race where everybody was kind of like coming back together, which was cool as you mentioned like seeing Ben racing, which means that Team Vert was right around them somewhere. I think we saw two, one or two of the Team Onyx uh, groups at this at this time. Yep. Um and then I don't
1: remember so we did some like we were allowed to be on the road at this point so we went in and out of these sort of like fire emergency roads and back onto mm-hmm. a main road uh looking for a cp that was at the fence of like a a fire road mm-hmm. um i i was starting to get a little bit tired and a little bit crispy i think we all were we were coming sort of to the i mean actually not given that we had two more legs mm-hmm. but it felt like god i was a little bit ready to be done it was starting to get a little bit hot I mean it was only like nine or ten in the morning and it was I was cooking pretty hard, but we, we were and the gr- race
0: is thirty hours and it started at 8.30, 8, 8 so it was gonna finish at two thirty. So it was it was challenging for it to be like ten AM and to feel
1: like we have a you day know, of racing left. Yeah, we still have today. Just two more legs, yeah. yeah. So I was kind of wrapping it up in my mind, which was probably not the best idea, but we pacelined on the road for a while. We stayed pretty focused and strong. Um, there was some discussion after we got the CP at the fire road that we would have to consider time for finishing the last paddle leg.
0: Yeah. And so it was good to, so one of the things that's hard on the point to point that I was worried about is not having good opportunities to cut out things as needed. So one of the things I kept in the back of my mind for the end of the race was they had said, Hey, you're going to look at the last paddle on a map and you need to take into account that it will take longer than you expect because it was another very windy, actually Mm -hmm. even tighter tighter turns on the second paddle section than there was Mm -hmm. on the first. And so I just kept it in my mind like, Hey, if we don't have like, four hours to do the last paddle section. Or if we don't have four hours by the time we get to the TA at the beginning of the paddle section, we should probably not do the paddle section.
1: So we had exactly four hours when we arrived at the final TA. Yep.
0: So it was like, okay, we're going to do the paddle section. And I was very nervous because paddling is not our strong suit. We still kind of don't know what we're doing mm. and it being like windy and stuff it was just like, I don't know how long this is going to take. We don't have like navigation opportunities where we we're in or
1: out. fucking flying. We were in the TA for probably three minutes and 10 seconds. I was panicked because I am scared of paddling, no matter what the temperature outside. It was probably like
0: 78, 80 degrees at the time. Yes, point.
1: I know, but the water was cold and I'm scared. Uh, also, we were just like really rushed, which was causing the stress situation to feel very high. Yeah. So we rushed the boats in. So with this TA had a... So the boats had a really weird put-in here.
0: So it was like the shore had been, like, kind of washed out. So the edge was, like, grass. And then the, dr- the, drop, the drop was, like, was three feet. And then the water, like, it was very deep. So you couldn't even get in the water and then get in the no. boat. And so, like... Lauren, you were in there like at the very edge and like held the boat for Laura to jump uh-huh. in and then and wiggle then I, forward I and then you kind of like flopped in. And slid in. And then you guys were like, Hey, Amy, how are you going to get in your boat? And I was just like, I'm just going to figure it out. So I took a running leap, like a so running start. I put I put my boat in the water and then was just kind of like, and then it started to move away from me and I was like, I don't really have another option. And I jumped into the boat. And slammed her ass into the
1: boat and didn't flip the fucking boat. <sighs> it it was the most astonishing feat that like of physics frankly that you've ever heard that I've ever heard. We just heard her slam down and we thought, well, there's no way that turned out good.
0: And I said to the volunteer that was there, I was like, I'm so glad you saw that. And they said, I wish I had my phone recording. We were all like, yeah. It was insane. It was amazing. It makes me think of a story Laura talks about where she like was sitting in the boat and then just jumped out of the boat while racing with her other team, only mostly lost, and just found herself standing in the water next to the CP and was like, hi.
1: Get here. <laughs> oh, amazing. That's what
0: I felt like. I was like, I was on the shore. Now I'm in the boat. It was
1: insane. So we had what we thought was up to a two and a half hour paddle left for the final section. We, I actually had in my mind that it was going to be three, three hours. The, so the estimate was two and we were adding because we're slow. So we took off and like, uh, we
0: didn't even, I, I don't think we even tried to tow it first. Or mm-hmm. no, did we tow it first and then we went off the tow? Yeah, we
1: went on, off, on.
0: Because the the river the water just went back and forth so tight like and the, on each side there was the same vegetation that was at the edge of the canyon so it was not like a hospitable shoreline either. no and we
1: kept whipping cracking the whip on annie so we would turn left really hard and then send annie into the bushes on the right and she's like i'm so we
0: had a set. So then we that was on tow, and then we did a part that was separate. I had some anxiety about if we were not on tow that you guys would pull away from me. I was able to keep up for the section that we were separate, which felt really good, and I think it was easier to direct. But like that wasn't a pace that I could keep up for the whole time. And eventually, you and Lauren, you and Laura settled in. Yeah. And yeah. I uh figured out how to not get like bullwhip. And then you fell the asleep bushes. while sitting up. I I this was my sleepiest part. I like. I was like actively singing and still felt like I was going to fall asleep. Like yeah. it was it was very overwhelming. We got
1: a little slap happy. We sang a bunch of songs, we talked about all the things that like if you could dream up anything that you want in the world, what would you have right now? Mm-hmm. like a what cold m- cold sprite, a, a back massage and being in a cold movie theater. Oh, and I think I said
0: a burger and fries and a two carbonated Coke. yeah, yeah, I love. A Coca-Cola that has too much bubbles in it where it burns when you drink mm, it. I love
1: that, too. It gets the dust off there. <laughs> <laughs> so we... We're going at a pretty good clip for us, faster than we usually paddle. It was,
0: so, and it uh, was a river, so there was some current that was moving us, but, like, it did feel like a treadmill of turns. Like, it did kind Mm -hmm. of feel like we weren't going anywhere. It Mm -hmm. was like, okay, hairpin to the left, hairpin to the right, Mm -hmm. hairpin to the left, hairpin to the right. We didn't see anyone because you could only see, like... 20 feet ahead of you and 30 feet behind you at any time. So it was like, are we the last people that exist out here? No one knows. Is anybody around us? It all looked the same and it really felt like and also like, again, navigation wise, I wasn't doing any navigation because it was Mm -hmm. like, we're going to go until we
1: get out so we rounded this bend and we started to see some bridges and some fishermen and annie was like i'm not gonna let myself get excited because we'd only been paddling for an hour and 40 minutes
0: and so all of a sudden we had like a sharp right turn and i was like well i'm gonna look at my map even though i haven't looked the whole time and i was like there's only one sharp right turn next to a road and that's near the ta we were
1: so fucking and stoked was, that it was was over. Like,
0: uh, uh, are we supposed to go under a road and i was like I think so. I said she wouldn't I, let herself I said, get I'm very, excited. I said I. I can't. Fr- I can't remember what I said. I said something to the effect of like I'm not going to say anything. Let's just keep paddling. And yep. I said that out loud. Mm-hmm. And then we went under the bridge and it was the takeout. And the fact that it was an hour and a half when I like we were all in the mindset of like gonna this is going to be two and a half to hours. three hours, yeah. and we just need to be okay with
1: it being long. So doing an hour and a half felt huge like. huge boost. What huge boost? What another um cliffy. Takeout section where we didn't know how we were going to get out. So we sent the boats out. And then Annie said, basically, just like children, put your hands in the air.
0: This made me so and happy to be able to do this. And then Annie
1: shot us out of the river by just pulling up on our arms. And then we were somehow standing on the side of the bank. Like it was cartoon like. You, you two are not heavy people. It was insane. Yeah. So we got on our feet. Um, and uh, the TA person told us like what our standings were, which I always hate because they're never right.
0: Yeah. So I was trying
1: to shake that out of my head, um, but we got to the road and we had a five k walk trot to the finish in Bishop. This was the hottest part of the race, which was
0: interesting, and it was. I think it was pretty easy to be grateful that that was the hottest part of the race, so it, it didn't feel like, oh, it just felt like this is the hottest part. We thought it was going to be like this the
1: whole time. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it was it was crispy hot. It was very hot. So we walked on like kind of a city-ish road with like a lot of ranches mm-hmm. nearby. Um just sort of like reflecting on the day and talking about how we felt about the race and
0: and really feeling like we had a dope day. We did. It was a dope We had a fantastic day race. and like we definitely like had some opportunities with navigation despite this not being a navigation race and it's one of those things where I feel like even when RDS and organizers say there's not going to be a lot of navigation. I think I think it just needs to be on high alert the whole time. Mm-hmm. The other thing was, and I reflected on this later, like uh, it's it's great for Laura to nav on the bike because it's really helpful for me. This race was so bike heavy. It nav. was so bike heavy. That's a lot of navigation for one person to take on. Like, mm-hmm. so I think in retrospect, I would have taken nav for even like a third of the bike time just mm-hmm. to give her brain an opportunity to refresh because that's it's a lot It's so much also didn't with the fact that there was so much down to downhill like I was so grateful that we all got to bike together because mm-hmm. i feel like you and laura get to bike together and True. i do as yep. hard as i can to not like pass out mm-hmm. behind you mm-hmm. and we got to ride together it like, was a great race to ride together at this race so we were t- like this is our best physical effort we've put forth 100 percent, the
1: fastest we've moved through
0: space yep. and so we were talking about how like when we finish like none of us even feels like we need to cry. We had this great adventure. It wasn't no. like we worked through all this emotional stuff yeah. or that it, you know, that like, and I, I feel like um, somebody asked me like, well, did you feel like you didn't cry? Cause you didn't like push as hard or something. And I was like, no, no. I, I feel like it, it just didn't, take a chunk of my soul. It was fun. It was just a really fun race. It was. It was a race. fun,
1: really a fun race. So we talked
0: about how we were going to cross the finish line. And none not of us cry. really felt compelled to cry. And so we get to the park. We can see the blow-up arch for the finish line. We all run in together, like, finish this great race. Like, There's Amanda Boli team on Amanda my left. Amanda Bolli,
1: our fourth, our fourth ghost uh, teammate that Racing was not with ben. us. And, and so the Laura and Annie are talking to the media people about, like, how do you feel about your race? And I lean to my left into amanda's face and i said how did you guys do and she goes we got second and it was like i got a lump in my throat and i couldn't even help it i was like i'm so proud of you
0: and then you were like tell tell them how you did and amanda told laura and i that she got second and we all cried together i'm so proud of you i'm so proud of you
1: i was so overwhelmed so overwhelmed. Just an amazing person who just races with kindness and integrity and just all around tough, wonderful person.
0: And I feel like I'm your parent or something, Amanda, because mm-hmm. like Amanda got the notice to race a week before. She jumped in on our hotel stuff. I drove her bike out with all of our bikes and we just made it happen, happen with her. And mm-hmm. like, I feel like all of us do such a good job of just like poking each other forward and for this to be like the next mm-hmm. thing for Amanda and for her to finally get an opportunity to like really empty her tank mm-hmm. is amazing. I agree.
1: Also, Stephanie was also crying at the finish line yeah. for them. Oh, and Stephanie Ross was
0: all over the course. She and was. man, Stephanie, it's Makes me feel so good to
1: see your face out on a race course, so jazzed and supported and excited and loved. It it's really really. Wonderful. It makes me feel
0: like a piece of my house, my home is with me. Mm, me too. Yeah. Me too. So yeah, we finished the race. Uh, we slept while we waited for the award ceremony, which was. It's always just a weird transition. Yeah. Um, but that was our that was our nationals. Oh. We got third out of four Oh, yeah. We got a third. We
1: podium. It was <laughs> so, our
0: goal. So we're as we were talking before the race, we were like, well, we're either going to get last or we're going to podium. And now I feel like we're either the third best in the country or the second worst.
1: <laughs> it's really a weird thing. Really, yeah. I would say that any women who showed up to this race and finished it are exceptional people.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... They announced uh, the Nationals location for next year, which is Vermont. Which we're very excited about
1: because that's our Super teammate, Laura Comtois,
0: Homeland. Mm-hmm. We can't wait to see where. Uh, and I just, I, thanks to all the teams that were out there,
1: like, it feels, it, it just feels really good to be around every, everybody quick shout out to those who uh, ran and completed or did not complete the Barkley Fall Challenge which is on the same day as Adventure Race Nationals heard it was the most difficult course with the most climbs ever with a, a finisher rate of 26% uh, so to those who uh, of you who tried and failed, congratulations and to those of you who tried and succeeded congratulations. I
0: hate to mention this but I will anyways, next
1: year Nationals is again on the same day as Barkley Fall Classic. Yeah. It's a really huge bummer that all the things that I love coincide on the same exact calendar day. There's a lot that happens in September. Yeah, it's a bummer.
0: Um, Other things, uh, just as like the next thing coming up. So a lot of people were asking what's next for Burf Barf Racing. Our big next thing is we would like to do Expedition Ozarks. It will go through
1: our beloved Bentonville, Arkansas. It's a five-day expedition race. It would be the longest race we've ever completed together. So this is going to take some
0: teamwork so we are actively looking for sponsors to help make that happen so if you or someone you know has connections to get us any kind of sponsorship please send us a whatever um this will be our first time really trying to amass like significant sponsorship for an event it's just it's a heavy financial lift and it uh, we want to make this happen and have it be a really good showing. It will be uh, four of us. So uh, Annie Hartley, Lauren Craft, Laura Comtoys, and Amanda bullseye Bullseye will be in the all-female team at Expedition Ozarks. I hope that there is a significant um, number of all-female teams, but I would imagine that we will be one of the distinct handful that show up for that event as an all-female team.
1: So, so if um, you or someone you know is a business owner and you listen to Burf Barf, and would like to support us, reach out to us on any social media platform or at Wednesday Beers. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so, uh, feels weird. I, I have to admit, it feels weird to ask, but like, we are in a community. I think this community wants to see us do that. We want to do that and show up in full force. And that means getting some support from the people that are around us. Yeah, so take, just consider it. Um, we could talk 30 more minutes on Nationals, but if you guys have questions or thoughts, um, I'm sure we missed, like, we had a lot of fun connection with other racers we at this really event. Did. If we didn't mention you or our interaction with you, it's not for lack of it being important. We loved every one of you assholes. It was fucking great. <laughs> we had a really, we had, this is the most fun I've had in an adventure race.
1: Absolutely, 100%. Me too.
0: <sighs> Until next time.
1: We are. Berf Barf.